Hi, this is Tim Ferriss from NXS, and we would like to wish B a very happy NXS of birthday. Well, hello, and welcome to NXS Access All Areas. My name is B, and I will be co-hosting this series of podcasts with my NXS nerd, Hayden Murdoch. We will be delving deep with you all to explore everything there is to know about this iconic Aussie band of brothers. Come and help us out. Well, hello and happy birthday to be access all areas in excess, blah, 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 Hall of Fame, blah, 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 patrons, blah, 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 <laughs> Came into the Hall of Fame again, blah, 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 but it's your birthday. Let's cut Yay. to the chase. Happy birthday. Yay. It's happy day. <laughs> it's really, really lovely. Carrie-Anne was beside herself because she's at the other end of the day for me. She's like, please wake up. And I was like, look, it's 6.30 in the morning. I just need a few more minutes. Please be, wake up. You've got to watch the video. Oh, what amazing video. So uh, in Australian political terms, we've just lost the Premier of New South Wales, but we've just elected <laughs> yeah. our own Premier in B to take over all policy decisions. <laughs> okay, Governor B, if we use American oh terms. So, um, right. Everybody have B. a day off. <laughs> hey, everyone has a day well you got a day off today it's post grand final day haven't you i know you know it was one of the uh, one of the reasons i moved to australia is because if i came here that i could have a full weekend off for my birthday like a whole because huh? <laughs> it's a public holiday it probably doesn't happen every year does it but it probably happens a couple yeah, near enough three out of the yeah okay yeah and look, we also want to welcome the birds who are chirping today. We have not heard her from a bird all day. As soon as I put the podcast record on, uh, the birds are chirping, B. So they're saying happy birthday to you Aww, as well. And uh, for Laurie's cat that went a bit AWOL last week, hearing the bird noises, um, good luck uh, this week. <laughs> Can so, I just single out while well, we're talking about singing? Thank yep. you so much, Ben Davies. That was so cute and singing to me. Did you see it? Have you watched it yet? I haven't it seen yet? it yet. No, no, I oh. haven't. I, I shall get on. Oh, haven't you seen it? No. Oh, no. my God, Hayden. I, no. like, there was some absolute some gorgeous, gorgeous people, but, like, um, yeah, so Glenn Davies is singing. You just have but, to tell me how, what, where to, how to find it because I'm not good with that. Stuff. It's on our it's on our Facebook page right, right. at the top. Um, Again, but, you have to tell me how to find it. <laughs> but the ace, oh my god, it was so funny. I right. can't stop laughing. It's <laughs> so brilliant. It's Fair just enough. absolute classic. So yes. I've already thanked him. It's brilliant. I love comedy. So thank you, mate. Well, uh, we should welcome everybody to what is a little bit of a rare little early treat, uh, a sort of a midweek sort of Wednesday, Thursday drop of mm. the Kirk Part 3 episode. Uh, we normally go out on a weekend. Uh, we just thought, you know, for everybody out there, we could round off uh, the Kirkster with a uh, sort of a midweek drop to sort of tie everything up. Yeah, uh, I, well, it feels a bit of a party, doesn't it? So we may as well. Well, it does. And I guess coming off last week's episode B, uh, I know when we sort of, uh, you know, put the blurb together uh, and had to sort of define the episode, it did sort of feel like it was sort of getting to know Kirk the person a bit more, wasn't it? Sort of the, yeah. the human behind the uh, the guitar and the saxophone, um, yeah. albeit with a couple of funny anecdotes getting pushed <laughs> off stage. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, did you like it, the bit where he, I asked him what song he was um, used to his fall asleep to her and I find it out it was lovely I really enjoyed putting what some of it? It, my 
personal not, together. Which song? Oh, now you're going to ask me. <laughs> ask Kirk. <laughs> right. Okay. But, uh, yeah. So uh, I guess, you know, coming off episode two of Kirk, you know, we uh, we sort of got to know him a little bit more sort of behind the scenes of sort of the rock star lifestyle. And as I sort of said on the podcast, you can see a guy is pretty happy with his life and content and got his stock market, you know, side hustle project and, you know, um, I guess, you know, a lot of the foundation and sort of causes he's involved with, plus, you know, happy husband cooking at home and, um, you know, really, uh, really content and peace with himself, which is very, which is awesome, isn't it? Very, you know? very, very content. Looking forward to speaking to him later. I think he's just gone for a little break and he's going to come <laughs> on again. <laughs> well, I did see him in the green room earlier and mm. uh, he did have a placard, uh, placard up saying, uh, A. Farish, you're going down to Media Wars. So, <laughs> So uh, we shall see about that. We'll have to do the ranking and the coding based on the performance today, but we'll do mm-hmm. our best. But, uh, yeah, B, uh, I guess we all is, you know, probably in a slightly shorter week. Uh, you know, how's your NXS week going so far? Um, I'm sure the messages for birthdays have come in, but that aside, anything on your NXS wheelhouse you've been working on? Um, can I mention who I've been speaking to? Or I reckon when it's official. When I think it's official. official. Oh, yeah. that's a, a bit of a tease, isn't it? Yeah. Eh? yeah. Well, yeah. you know, B's, B, B's been sort of social butterflying away on some of the uh, platforms out there and certain person intrinsic in excess is early success she's been chatting to and may become a guest. But we always rather deal in absolutes and go, when we've locked mm-hmm. him in, mm-hmm. we shall share. But um, mm-hmm. what else have you been working on? What else have I been working on um, this week? Well, not too much, actually, um, because I'm back at work now, which is quite fun. So if you want to know about Oakley sunglasses, I can tell you all about them in Rayburn, um, the new Rayburn stories that actually take photographs and videos after a click on the side of your glass. How cool is uh-huh. that? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll see if we can get a pair each. Would you like Well, one? our client, uh, well, you might have a client today with our guest who's very big on the, uh, the the glasses side of things. Yes. And uh, as we heard in last week's episode, uh, Michael uh, deciding to sort of remove Kirk from the stage meant his glasses went missing and mm. it was almost a riot, wasn't it? Mm, wasn't pleased, was he? No, not at all. Uh, what else did you get out of sort of chatting last week? Be anything that sort of struck a chord or any feedback you've had so far? Oh, uh, everybody well I say everybody couldn't like my phone was just going off that everybody really enjoyed it they really really enjoyed listening to the personal um Kirk definitely mm. he, and he and he seems to be relaxing even more with us doesn't he I think he's going to tell us more this week as well mm. well yeah, yeah he opened up about you know family life and moving mm. cities and then his parents ran a restaurant and just sort of you know how you know the local communities emerged in terms of just you know, the beachside area there and uh, had a sort of quite a community for sort of feel to it uh, as oh. well. And yeah. Oh, did you see, um, is it Bart, the board? Um, Bart, B-A-R-D. Yeah. Shakespeare. Yep. Yeah, yeah. He was, um, he's found a list for you, Hayden, on, I think you actually liked it this morning, I yep. think. Yeah, no, that was a good read. It actually sort of highlighted just the amount of B-sides there. And uh, um, we went out with that little montage of the B-sides uh, last right. week. And I must say, you know, that song, The Other Side, you know, is very, very orchestral. You could see that being in a, you know, almost in a movie, it had a real cinema, cinematic feel to it. And uh, we just hope, you know, the listeners like those because, you know, the, the, you know, the rank and file fan probably may just sort of know the hits and, you know, the, the albums and things. But 
the real deep divers out there, you know, probably really embrace the B-sides. But mm. um, I think that little montage you put together last week was great. You know, they sounded really, really good. I, I was doing my washing yesterday to them. <laughs> and as I'm sort of, you know, I don't want to get too detailed, but cleaning the uh, the clothes and things, I had those songs. I'm like, oh, they're really, really good. I quite um, like some of it. He's done one that's quite saxophony, as if it's like in like... Um like a big bandy sort of song. What one's that? It's like I think it, was, I think it might have been the Light the Planet one, uh, which is the B-side to Not Enough Time. Okay. Uh, if you were mentioning it, that in regards to the five from last week? Or no, say, no, it's another one that oh, I've liked okay. and you said you didn't like it. Right. right. <laughs> but I'll find it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to snick it on the end tonight. Yeah. I'll tell you what else I need to say is mm-hmm. there is another YouTube channel out there called In Excess TV. Have right. you seen it? No. No, it's it's uh, not the one that's linked to the website, is it? I don't know because it's only been out for about five or probably like six or seven days and it's relentlessly uploading 4K videos at the moment of the band in like um, um, Wembley, Australia Made. So I've asked Tim, I said, Tim, why has In Excess got two YouTube channels? And he says, good question. I'll get back to you. So... Right. Well, I've got a little bit of stuff in the news that may answer that or at least help answer that. Oh, good, uh, good. So I will follow up on that. Um, And actually, while we're talking, the the website, they've got a competition, which you probably might mention later. I I flipped that onto our Facebook page. Mm -hmm. And if you're on an iPhone, you can't actually enter the competition. So I do suggest if you open up in a browser or if you can open up on an iPad or a computer, Hey you, don't you listen This is not the end of it all Don't you see, there is a rhythm It'll take you where you really need to be All right, well, patron time, B. Uh, we'd like to welcome Tom aboard, who's uh, been a big engager over the last couple of weeks and subscriber, who's now jumped on board and contributing. So we uh, big thank you to you, Tom, uh, all the way from, I think, America. Is that right? No, Sydney. Oh, Sydney. Okay. <laughs> Maybe I'm thinking about the dirty, honey, uh, dirty honeymoon tour he was talking about, okay, in America. That, uh, okay, in Sydney. Well done. Also, too, just, just to remind people, I know I'm on a bit of a, uh, a sales pitch at the moment, uh, so bear with me. But, um, look, you know, the patron program started off as something that, you know, was uh, in place, you know, to definitely help people become a little more special in our community. But... It's definitely evolving. You know, we, we've just seen recently, you know, with uh, the call interactions with Nick Egan and access to some Michael footage and, and audios and things like that, you know, the patron packs that come your way, access to, you know, competitions. And I guess just over the weekend, the early download of the Kirk interview part two, mm-hmm. you know, we, we've got so many exciting things coming up over the next few months that may even involve some band members and coming on and chatting, you know, questions to them directly. And, and, and we're just really, really pumped about where we're evolving this patron program to grow to because, you know, when they are inducted into the Rock Hall of Fame, we want to be like uh, 
bit like the English fans going over to Las Vegas supporting an English boxer. We want to bring a whole crowd with us to the Rock Hall of Fame and wouldn't it be great to be acknowledged as a contributor and a person that helped, you know, get this man inducted. So that's where the patron program is something we're very, very passionate about. And uh, any help you can do, whether it's, you know, uh, a, a, a bronze program or a silver or a gold or a platinum, uh, it all goes into actually helping this sort of uh, program uh, achieve, you know, what we're setting out to achieve. So uh, we would love to see more patrons and also more importantly than that, welcome our traditional patrons aboard B. I'd like to say hello to everybody outside on the highway. Let's all say hello to everybody outside. It's about 10,000 people at least. Hello. Well, hello to our honorary patrons, Nick Egan, Mark Opitz, Cameron Adams and Mary Woods. Also, big shout out to Sue D, Joe Robbins, Carmen, Laurie, Carrie Ann, Danielle, Sarah Markram, Sarah Camia, Dr. Jim, Katie, Felicia, Lisa Mack, Lisa Urban, Lisa Calloway, and Marie, Susan P, Susan B, Foxy, Pedro, Mandy, Matt, Linda, Vern, Yvonne, Caroline, Amanda H, Amanda V, Leon, David, and Tracy, Paul, Jolie, Paul Boozy, Paul Bridges, and Paul Buckley, Susan Sandrine, Warren, Ella, Ryder, Tony, Erica, Abigail, Martin, Stefan, Val, Jim, Matey, Kelly, John, Jackie, Sean, Sheila, Helen, Brett, Suzanne, Glenn, Laurel, Ace, <laughs> Bod, Genevieve, Ali, Shelby, and Tom. Welcome to the party. Welcome, everybody. Without further ado, what's it time for? It's time for the news. Hi, it's Dave from England, and you're listening to In Excess Access All Areas with Hayden and B. And now it's time for the news. All right, B. Well, we've got a very chunky bit of news, but uh, we do know that the star of the show is not us. It's going to be Kirk today. So I'm going to try get through some of this stuff rather quick fire, um, but also importantly, just detail it. So uh, chart news, B. Uh, look, it is a happy birthday to you. Okay. The album did sort of go back to 40 last week, but uh, over last week, again, through all the downloads and streaming and everything there, it has had a resurgence, B, and it's up to 32. Excellent. (laughs) Nearly in the 30s. Awesome. Keep going. That birthday money you got in advance that you purchased on streaming (laughs) has worked out. (laughs) But moving along, I do know in October, which we just commenced, uh, I do know through uh, a little bit of discussion, and I think you do as well with uh, management of the band, there's going to be quite a lot of uh, little goodies reissued in the month of October. The first one that got sort of dropped last week was a 4K sort of restoration of the film clip Burn For You. Now, at the time of recording, I will be honest, 
and say, I haven't seen it yet, uh, but if it's got anything to do, you know, in terms of improvement like Wembley had where you could see the before and after of the 4K restoration, I think it'll look fantastic. And mm-hmm. I guess it was Richard's first film clip with the band and it was a very sort of colourful and active film clip and running through the mangroves. So, again, for those who've seen it, fantastic. I will uh, endeavour to see it myself over the next week, but it is just another little nugget that's sort of come out this last sort of week, B, which I guess with Philip being on recently who designed a lot of the artwork, it uh, it is sort of quite timely, isn't it? Yeah, very good timing. Yeah. Um, I think there's a bunch of other new releases. Um, I did see it came across my desk today, B. Um, I think all the seven sort of sins or deadly sins have all sort of been issued, but somehow, you know, my little alerts today, I got, uh, I don't know if they've come up with an eighth sin or a, an eighth positive. Really? But what yeah, is it? <laughs> well, the, the, the website has... It's uh, into podcasts. Huh? No, no, no. So, you know, the seven deadly sins, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, as as discussed and as through all the sort of the new releases and things like that, okay, uh, are something that are quite sort of profound. That You know, I think there was lust, there was gluttony, greed, sloth, rough, envy and pride. I haven't heard of this particular sin, but it seems more positive. It's called hope. Okay, but <laughs> yeah, so uh, similar artwork, or whatever. There, it has sort of uh, come out from Petra Records. This one called Hope, and it's uh, mm-hmm. it's got new sensations. It's an EP. It's got new sensation. Hear that sound, calling all nations, strangers party. Okay, <laughs> make your peace and faith in each other through the Apple Store. So. If you do want to download that, those sort of six tracks there, that probably is part of that October new releases there. So it's stylistically done in the similar thing to The Seven Sins with the colour and the artwork and yeah. et cetera there. So maybe it's sort of a, a reference to the movie of the girl at the end. There is sort of that hope and regeneration, you know. Mm. So I thought I would share that. Equally, we don't sort of talk a lot about sort of, you know, other sort of collectibles, but there was a uh, reissue. And with Philip talking about this the other week, I did want to mention it. There's a great sort of uh, purchasing site called Discogs or sort of Discography. Discography, yeah. Yeah. And uh, there is a a Decadence vinyl sort of rare edition that's sort of going out there at the moment. So if you are keen on that, I do refer you to that site. Plus, I guess the InXS store itself, there are going to be a bunch of sort of collectibles and things coming through there. There is. yeah. Um, have the you, little record player. Have you looked at yeah, it? Yeah, I think is that a mm. is that a prize type pack or is that a yeah? There's all the different skate- ones. Yeah. Mm. So there's a few things. We the skateboard are, pack's already out. Right. It's sold out. Yeah. Uh huh. So I just definitely urge, and you know, we're not a mouthpiece for the band, but uh, you know, getting onto the the NXS website, it's had a massive resurgence in the last you know few months with the launch and everything there, and it's it looks more contemporary, and it looks like it's obviously being you know given the due attention that in a modern day sort of uh, streaming environment it needs. So. Go check out inaccess.com. Uh, it is definitely had a massive renovation to it. Quickly moving along, Lazots don't change, boys. Back at Lazots B, December 3rd. Did you know that? Yes, I've been asked. I don't know if I'm going to go. Okay. December 17th, they're in South Australia at the Ark. So if you want to go to South Australia, okay, <laughs> all right, you can do that. Uh, the What You Need Boys are over in Mandurah in Perth, or uh, just out of Perth on November 13th, uh, the biggest In Excess tribute band in the West. The In Excess Kick Experience B, they've got a massive show at a winery. I think that would be one you'd love to go to, wouldn't it? Like Pennsylvania. Mm, yeah, in I fact, bet I. <laughs> In fact, I think we might actually be able to go overseas uh, quicker than go interstate here in Australia <laughs> with oh the new God. laws. I'll, I'll leave the political stuff to another time. But, uh, yeah, uh, December 11 in Pennsylvania, I think it's at the Hope Winery. So if anywhere near Pennsylvania in America, massive show for the kick in, 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 in excess experience, guys, uh, that's going to be happening there. The one happening here soon. Did you say Numbuka last week? 
I think I said Nora Heads and, and Nambucca as well. There was yeah. a couple of shows there. That's right. Uh, just trying to sort of this yeah. weekend. No, next weekend. Cool. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, go back to the last episode. You can find out the specifics there. Also, too, but I had a, a news item. It's not a big one, but it was more over your wheelhouse. Is Danny McNogue on our Twitter feed at the moment uh, commenting about something? I don't know. Like, I yeah. see a name pop up. Do you, I, I, you know, see the word Minogue and I sort of just, you know, I lose interest. But do you know what that's about? Let's just say, watch this space. Huh? I'm having my ways. I'm talking to a lot of people. <laughs> right. Okay. So, Danny Minogue was probably the uh, the lesser popular one. Uh, well, although she's she was on a TV show at the moment called The Master Voices. Right. Right. Okay. She was she was originally the first singer of the two, but uh, anyway. Um, Is it good looker still? <laughs> the plastic, fantastic. All I right. I think so. That's oh, nice. she's had more plastic Stop work. It. She's had more plastic work done than a McDonald's bloody styrofoam bloody container in the 1980s. Okay, she's yeah. Anyway, we will move along. I have some for my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's time for some media wars, B. This is Katie from England. You're listening to NXS Media Wars. Now, these things don't happen by coincidence, folks. Uh, in the age of media wars where one thing goes up and another one uh, goes down, as they say with physics, I find it strangely coincidental, be that in the weeks that we've got Kirk on, who's doing a two to force media saturation through our podcast, Andrew Farris has popped up with a double hit. <laughs> Okay, is this coincidence? He's been quiet for a few weeks and suddenly Kirk's getting the limelight and then suddenly Andrews has, of all shows, I didn't even know what it was, but he's popped up on a a renovation show called The Block in Australia. (laughs) Now, look, the the, the show gives me the shits, but look, the bottom line is this, he's somehow popped up with another Aussie singer there about something and I don't even know what the show, what what his involvement was. Exactly. I don't even know the thread, but I just saw the ad. (laughs) So maybe you can YouTube it if you're keen to find out. Uh, Secondly, another Cowboy and Indians article has popped up with Andrew there. I think Marlena sort of sent that out to us a week or so ago, but I don't think it's the first one. I think it's the second article, I hope. Okay. But uh, strange coincidence, you know, Kirk is... You know, he's, he's, he's absolutely making a run for it. And uh, Andrew has seen the light and has come to the fore with a little few media appearances there. So kudos to you. We might call this 30 all, 30 all guys uh, in the tennis terms. <laughs> come on, John. Yeah. But that's the news of the week. Hey, this is Tim Farris. Big shout out to Hayden and B. Also want to say hello to all the listeners and NXS fans. Thanks for listening. I love you, Hayden and B. You're doing a great job. Keep it up. This is Ella from Middleburg, the Netherlands. You're listening to In Excess, Access All Areas with Hayden and B. And now it's time for the topic of the week. And welcome back, Kirk Pengilly. 
Hello. Right. Hello. What have you got? Uh, an iced tea there or something? No, no, it's uh, cranberry and sparkling water. Ah. My, my go-to drink. Go-to drink. Jeez. Very non-spinal tap of you, huh? It is. Well, that's <laughs> during the day. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. A couple of patron questions. Can I? OB. Yeah. Yep. Sean Anthony from Victoria. Kirk, have you got an ongoing joke that you have with the band members when you were on tour? Uh well, the first thing that came to mind was always uh, backstage, you know, like sort of before shows and all that. There was, so is that what you're wearing? <laughs> <laughs> and it was, always, it was always just to make you feel to make like, you feel uh, good. Wait, what, what's wrong with it? What? What? <laughs> what? You know, and then you get all self-conscious, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was always gags like that going on, but that, that was definitely one that had a constant throughout our careers, you know. Is that what you're wearing? <laughs> Brilliant. Who'd fall yeah. for that one the most? Uh, I think we all did. Oh. <laughs> Probably, I don't know. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm trying to think how I felt, you know. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I guess it just depended on you know your, your mood on the day as to whether you took it personally or. But of course, it would end up in laughing, you know. Okay, yeah. well that goes on. We've got a new patron called Ace Banks. Love that name. He's from Florida. He gave me eleven. I said one. He gave me eleven questions. I'm only picking <laughs> one Ace. Okay, it's the top one. What is your favourite on stage memory? There was one time. Um, birthdays were always fun. You know, because there'd be pranks and all sorts of things that would occur, and uh, and for someone's birthday, I, I don't know, it might have been in—I can't remember where it was. To be honest, this is where my you know my my memory loss kicks in. But anyway, um, we had a stripper come on stage um, uh, for whoever's birthday it was yeah, with the cake yeah. and stuff. Which is yeah, and uh, yeah, it was patches, I think. Yeah, and that was it was pretty funny. With yeah, a yeah. cake, I think. Is that right? Yes. So obviously he had no idea, but whose no. idea was it? Uh, Let me have a think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, one of the, you know, there was always a prank on the last show of every of the tour, you know, and the one that really I always remember, which was <laughs> I, I thought pretty damn hilarious, was when we did Night of the Proms with uh, John Stevens. It was, you know, we were six weeks in the one frickin' theatre uh, in in uh, Brussels in Belgium, but um, it had a, a hydraulic kind of section of stage that you know went up and down, um, but came up level with the stage, and and that was how we would appear. We would be you know because everyone's in seats below the stage, they couldn't see mm. kind of the, the the hole in the ground in stage, and uh, we would come up <laughs> very spinal <laughs> tap. Very <laughs> Anyway, hello so, Detroit. Sorry, Brussels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smoke like machines. So, and one of the, and the crew decided to uh, to actually drop us down during our during our performance. <laughs> <laughs> so we're flying and no one can see us, and we're just we're just going like. <laughs> That wasn't in the script. That wasn't in the script. Oh, that is funny. It was, it was bloody hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. Oh, funny. Well, you weren't accompanied by those little stone hinges or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was. It was very smiled at, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I wish there was a recording of that. Oh, my God. Like, calm. Yeah. Right. Okay, you know this guy. His name's John A. Vink. Oh, John B. John. Yeah. 
All right. Well, he's got a question all the way from California. There must be, I think you might have touched on this as well. There must be an in excess of studio recordings that has never made it into an album. Will we ever be able to hear any of those? Yes, indeed. (gasps) But there's not a lot. As you know, we were very frugal. um, And and ironically, it was often the first song we recorded in an album session that didn't make the record, probably because we were just, you know, um, feeling it all out. Noodling around, I guess. And the direction of the album and and what it was going to, where it was going to go, you know. So there, there are some tracks, some of them, snuck out on different kind of um, incarnations of best of albums and things over the years. But, um, but none of them, uh, you know, were kind of released as a, as a, as sort of an album per se. So uh, funnily enough, we were talking about them recently, but at this point, we haven't really worked out what to do with them, you know, and, okay. and how to release them. Let me know uh, if you need any help with that then. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the hard part with a lot of them too was that, you know, as I mentioned earlier with uh, uh, Michael often didn't finish his vocals until, you know, right at the end of the record um, and, and finish writing lyrics and, and things like that. So some of these songs, you know, don't have fully completed vocals. And that's not to say that they're inferior um, because Michael always sang well. Um, but, yes, um, some of them, are, you know, it's a little bit like, um, yeah, anyway. Some of them are really good songs. We've done reviews on the Max Q album. We will do one on Michael's solo album, albeit posthumous. Um, what's your take on those albums, et cetera? I, I know the one's born out of creativity between Kick and X and one was probably, you know, laid dormant for a few years until sort of Danny Saber and I think Andy Gill went back to help restore it. But, what we, I mean, for our perspective, we both... Uh, but, you know, I love them and things. Um, they're different, obviously, in excess, but have you had a chance to digest them at different incarnations? Yeah, look, the, the, the Max Q album was, uh, I think, was was amazing. It was, was you know, really quite groundbreaking and, uh, and you know, Michael surrounded himself with some really in, incredible musicians, you know, Ollie for a start and, and actually one of the guitar players, Michael Sheridan, um, he was my best friend in Melbourne. Um, ironically, you know, as I said, I, we moved to Sydney when I was about eight, I think. And, and he actually came up to stay through one of the school holidays a couple of years later and we made a little record together. Oh, wow. He started, he picked up guitar and I was just kind of singing. And he Which chose still, that pathway, really. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And he had, he had, you know, some great bands, a, a lot, not, not particularly commercial um, and all that. And I keep in contact with him all the time. So it was really, because he lives in Sydney now, but it was really, there was, you know, it was ironic that he ended up on Max, uh, on, you know, Michael's sort of solo Max Q album um, Mm. because he, he, he worked with, you know, Ollie and that sort of group of people in Melbourne. Um, So that was kind of, that was kind of really weird uh, in a way, but yeah, that's a, it's a great album. And it was really, you know, I think of its time really, wasn't it? Yeah, and 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 really, you know, uh, you know, left of of in excess what we were doing. So yeah, it was good. The recent solo records. Um, look, 
I'll be brutally honest. I I'm not a big fan, and and I think probably where that stems from was was you know in the couple of weeks before Michael passed away, um, uh, you know I, I was picking him up from the the Ritz Carlton because I lived nearby to take him you know to go to rehearsals, and he played me one track once and he said this is you know probably the the only song that I've written that I'm happy with. Uh, out of all the stuff he'd been working on. So, I, I, you know, uh, look, I, I think what they've done is an amazing job. But, but again, um, it's probable that a lot of them were, were you know, more guide-ish vocals, like I was saying, with some of the tracks we haven't released, uh, as opposed to yeah. finished. What was know, the finished. song, if you don't mind me asking? I, I, look, I really can't remember. I only can't heard remember. it once. And it's it was, always fraud, yeah. isn't it, posthumous releases, because you are really – it's a bit like with Prince and he's – 4,000 songs in his vault. I mean, you know, the yeah. fact he didn't release them is because artistically he didn't want them released at that point. That's, that's another side of the coin. Yeah. yeah. But look, look, I, I, you know, I think, I think what those guys have done with, with the records are really fantastic. And, and I, and I would hope that, you know, Michael's happy with them, you know? Well, I think the guys behind it, what I could sense from, you know, at the time when they were being put together is that there was a sincerity uh, of contributions. I think Andy, Danny, Joel Strummer sang, you know, backing vocals on one. There were people who came in, Bono, with a real sense of wanting to do something to complete them. And I think that was quite meritorious at the time, you know? Oh, like I, I do too. And, and I, and, you know, what is fantastic is there's, there's more of, you know, Michael's stuff out there too. So yeah. it's, it's only a good thing. I just, uh, you know, I just, I just hope Michael's happy with it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, we, we get, we often get asked that question too, you know, what do you think Michael would have thought of Rockstar in excess <laughs> or what, what do you think Michael would have, you know, thought of the, 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 you know, original sin uh, and, and whatever. And so, you know, who, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like, um, Freddie, like, Fred, like Freddie Mercury, you know, sometimes people place too much gravitas on what, people think because at the end of the day they probably go yeah good on you you had to go you know what I mean it's not as deep and meaningful as people probably think that the answer would be no that's right that's right and and you know look I just I just know that uh at the end of the day um you know Michael would be would be grateful that that the you know in excess is still out there and still being listened to and talked about and you know he he, he was the first to say that his hope uh, when he was alive, was that was that you know in excess his music would matter. Yes. Well, um, the Max Q um, episode that we did has been our biggest download, so a lot of people. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> oh, no, it's all right. That's all right. No, yeah, no, no. I saw that yesterday. It's all. Yeah, it's all about yeah. Michael. Yeah, no, yeah. no. No, no. Look at, uh, look at podcast. That's no, about us as well.
person, she has got a few questions. I'll pick this one. If you could do it all again, would you do it any differently? Sorry, this is a deep philosophical question. <laughs> I thought she was going to say, would you do it again? <laughs> if you could do it all would again, do, would you do, do it again? Do anything uh, different. Oh, I don't think so. I think the way we did it was the way we did it. And that's why we're here where we are now, you know, um, to, to the greater extent. Probably, you know, look, probably if anything, maybe wouldn't have toured quite as much because um, I think that took a lot out of everyone, um, especially that, you know, that entire 80s era. I mean, we're just nonstop yeah. to it. But, but, you know, at the time we, we loved it. We, you know, we were so passionate about it and, and, and we were younger and had the energy. Um, mm. So I, uh, probably, probably not. Oh, yeah, good. Probably yeah. I, I don't think you should either. David Gaunt from UK Derby. Okay, another one. One question for. I'll ask two of his actually because this one he always asks. Um, what one song would you say describes in excess? What? What? Sorry, one song. Mm, Strangest party. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Funny enough, we did. What was the episode? Our happiest in excess songs, and that was one of mine. He says, "I can you have that yeah, as a happy yeah. song?" No, I get it. You get it, don't you? Anyway, yeah. what's the most quintess? Sorry, I can't help myself. What's the most quintess single in excess song that, in your opinion, that if you had to yeah. play one song? Look, I, I don't think there is, but uh, but I, I, probably the first one that came to mind is what you need because yes. um i think well i think because that was sort of really i think that was when we when we really honed in on on sort of our sound and that was that kind of funk and, and mm. rock you know mixed together and I, every band there are other songs there are every, other songs every band member on that song has their part um yeah. the video I agree, great. Yeah. you know the the saxophone at the end the the, the guitar the vocal the lyric i mean it, mm. to me it sort of embodies everything in one song doesn't it really mm. it really does uh yeah and it was and it was actually one of the the you know the most i guess heaviest on the sax side like you know what i mean and the sax mm. goes sort of all the way through the whole song so yeah. but I, but i think it was more what i'm getting at is more just that it, it was probably the when we sort of totally hit the nail on the head with with that fusion of sort of rock and funk that we explored much much more think, in, you know, think, in later years i apologize to kenny g fans but i think kenny g did a lot in the 90s to almost kill off the sax movement and i'm glad yeah, it's yeah. A, a uh revival because um no one plays not it 80s. like Kirk. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thank you yeah yeah he, yeah, he, ru he ruined the name saxophone yeah. yes yeah. he did yeah um okay another, another one from david he like he he asked this one to tim too final cd cassette or download what's your favorite or eight track well, I, I have to say I'm a huge Spotify fan, so um, I guess that means I guess that means streaming. Yes. Um, so I, that's kind of what I listen to these days. And in fact, I've been compiling. Um, I, I listen to predominantly chill kind of stuff. I know. I follow uh, you. Oh, okay. So They're uh, great. <laughs> yeah. So I've been just amassing these chill playlists and uh, and stuff and putting them out there. I mean, there's a couple of people follow them. Early last year, I probably maybe you know when sort of 
the, the lock, first lockdown sort of happened and we were stuck at home, I just started listening to music again and Spotify and mm. um, and I love it. I mean, there's so much great Good music stuff out, out there. there. There really is. Yeah. Really is. Yeah. Okay. Then last one that I'm going to read out and then I've got a couple of audio ones for you. Um, mm. A lady called Felicia from Illinois in the US. How has Kirk's experiences working with Michael and the other band members influenced him as a musician then and now? Ha. Um, well, it was very competitive within the band musically and, uh, and, and all that sort of thing. So I, I think, you know, and it was very much, as I mentioned, with the, the sort of Welcome to Wherever You Are album where it was, every, you know, anyone could try anything and it either ended up on the cutting room floor or it stuck. Um, so there was, a, you know, a real passion to, to come up with, with um and a drive to come up with parts and things uh, to to go into, you know, each and every song. So th- I think that that was a, a big part of it. I think we, you know, we were all very creative and very um, open to trying ideas and, and kind of um, I think that, made everyone rise to the occasion um, because whatever you did had to be bloody good or the rest of the guys would say, nah. <laughs> I hear voices inside my head and I deceive and I believe my whispered friends. What do I hear? you are summed that one up as well didn't it how creative you all became yeah yeah i think so um i i always felt you know i know that i i did a lot of stuff that ended up on the cutting room floor <laughs> but a lot of stuff that didn't you know yes um yeah it was a really fun album to make all right i'm gonna try and do these audio ones for you now so it's coming through my okay. phone hi kurt danielle from pensacola what were some of the pleasures and what were some of the pains of touring with in excess <laughs> well, the, the, clearly the pain was the, the, the travel side, you know, because it just took up so much of every you know of our time. Um, you know, living on a bus, <clears throat> doing overnighters, and and all of that sort of thing. So the, you know, it was all about the gig. It was all about uh, that's what it all you know that's what it was for. So was the result, so yeah. travelling was a pain in the ass, um, and and a you know huge waste of time. Uh, everyone's time really although you know we hung out and watched lots of movies and listened to lots of music and all that sort of stuff Um, we made the most of it but that was probably to me sort of the pain side of it Um, and then yeah clearly the 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 best part of it was was getting on stage and and doing the gigs and and meeting fans and and that sort of thing I'd say that'd be the the plus and the minus. Okay, another one. Hey, Kirk, it's Paul from the Southern Highlands in New South Wales. I'm wondering what's the best piece of advice another musician ever gave you? Jeez. It's not Michael Gadinsky either, right? Oh. <laughs> yeah, well, we know that. I, and I, know, I don't know where it came from. 
but uh, less is more. Uh, that was something that we really had to we had to adopt to um, because you know in the early days we all intent we all kind of tended to overplay as musicians and all that. So it was very much about pulling it back and simplifying things and uh and so less is more became a uh you know a, a kind of a, a uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 it was it's something we we had to keep reminding ourselves of okay hello kirk this is Lori in chicago i have a question about the infamous kempsey rsl show <laughs> i was wondering what prompted you to do that and whatever became of the jacket we love Laurie. She's great. I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, know story. Look, I, I think yeah. what probably prompted it was alcohol uh, <laughs> and, and Richard Clapton um, because he kind of he kind of went out on stage, you know, in his encore uh, and mooned the audience and then we all went out <laughs> then we all went out and mooned the audience oh, and then man. I and then I went out and did the full frontal um, <laughs> so you know I we were just cacking ourselves like <laughs> I, you know we were in hysterics overall of course then we had to kind of pretty much you know run away go back to the hotel, get our stuff and get out of town before the, you know, cops came and arrested us for, you know, indecent exposure, especially me. Um, <laughs> so, look, you know, honestly, I'd say it was fueled by alcohol. That was the, the, that was the shit of being, uh, you know, the opening act and, and, and having to stick around while the main act performed. It's like, oh, I'll have another beer. You know? Sorry, <laughs> oh, you know, you've got to do these things in the early days, don't you? you that's know? right. That's right. Maybe that was the, maybe that was the panacea for the shit. Bouchabar cover, all uh, yeah, yeah, open yeah. sleeve, or, of- or maybe what that was one of the things that we'd do differently now. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that I've got a few questions, but you've just sparked a myth buster for me. Okay, was when you were on the Listen Like Thieves tour, your your um, stage clothes got stolen. Is that correct? That I can't remember, but I do remember my uh, my road case full of saxophones got stolen. How anyone did that at a gig in America? Um, I think it was a bit earlier than that, though. Than listen like these, that might have been on the swing tour. Um, but yeah, I was devastated because um, yeah. they were they, they you know like guitars um, or any instrument you know can be the same model, the same brand, um, and they're different to the next one. You know, they're just somehow just somehow the you know with saxes to the 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 metal the metallurgy of it is maybe slightly different in the you know composition of the metals and things like that and mm-hmm. so i and the the alto that i had um the first proper alto i bought uh it got stolen and it was a mighty fine instrument i loved that instrument and they yeah, got stolen and never uh never to be found so that was a real hassle. Sad people um, do that, isn't it? Yeah. Really? And, and I, so I had to go to New York and um, because they're, they're the music shops there, there was one particular music shop that, that had the particular old saxophone that I liked, the, the Selma Mark Sixes. Um, they usually had a, a fairly, you know, a bit of a stock of, the, of them secondhand, obviously. And so I had to go in for a couple of days and try them all and, and 
try and and find which ones I like the tone of the best and mm. uh, all that. Yeah, it was it was devastating. But yeah, the clothing I I I can't recall. Had it, it possibly happened? It may yeah. have happened. Um, so you had those sorry. stole. You had those stole all that stuff stolen. And then Tim turns up to Japan, I think, B, and gets about a hundred guitars from Tokai or whatever he was saying on our podcast. Uh, right, that's not yeah, fair, yeah. really, is it? <laughs> no, and I actually went and met uh, one of the you know the descendants of Selma in Paris, Patrick Selma. Um, at, 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 you know, Selma saxophones in Paris and I set up a meeting and I went, you know, cause it was around the swing. Um, and we were, you know, starting to get some traction and some popularity. And I went and, uh, and sat down in his office and, uh, and said, how can I help you, you know, in his French way? And I said, well, <laughs> I was hoping you'd give me some saxophones. <laughs> um, you know, uh, just wanted to see if I could get an endorsement because I'd, didn't know whether they did or not. And as it turned out, they didn't, but they did end up giving me, um, I think, a, a, a soprano um, at wholesale at cost price, you know, which was really nice. Um, but yeah, no endorsement. Whereas, yeah, Timmy gets all these toe guys, you know. <laughs> yeah. He was always fair. a better salesman than me, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I've got a personal, it's not a personal question. It's a question. I hear Michael used to always tell the story about you two going across the desert to Perth from Sydney. I'd like you to hear your side of it. Ah, well, um, it's probably similar, but we, I had a, a what, what was a, a Holden, a red Holden HR panel van. Um, and so it was, it, you know, with the move across, we had to get the gear across. So, um, we, we loaded up my panel van, you know, took up the whole backspace of it and off Michael and I set my, and I had a little, uh, back then this little bong called Astro. And, uh, so <laughs> name. Uh, yeah, I know, it was, cause it was, looked like a sort of, a, a, a an astronomy experiment or something. It was, I don't know. That's anyway, what you told the, uh, the copper on the side of the road. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so my, and Michael's job was to kind of load it up and, you know, pass it to me while I was driving. And, and, uh, so we did that and we stopped in Adelaide, um, to visit cause I had a lot of relatives in Adelaide and we stayed with my grandmother overnight and, um, which was lovely. And, uh, she loved, fell in love with Michael and she gave Michael uh, this old violin she had. Um, why, I don't know. But anyway, uh, Michael obviously showed an interest in it. And then we said, Where did Michael sleep that night? Pardon? Where did Michael sleep that night? Yeah, I'm not sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Funny. Sorry. Um, I, well, I don't know. Everyone loved Michael, you said, you know? Yeah, yeah, everyone yeah. loved Michael. Um, and anyway, and then then we had the, the big drive across the Nullarbor um, from there to Perth. And we did it, we did it all in about three days, I think, which is pretty good. Um, but we we one of the nights we stopped uh, on the side of the desert to, to sort of sleep because, you know, there's no hotels or motels or anything. Um, and uh, I'd bought from Adelaide, I'd bought like a whole lot of Tupperware containers full of already prepared, you know, cut Love celery it. and uh, yeah. and and I had a wok and all that. So I, I cooked a meal out in the desert, you know, in the middle of nowhere. Oh, um, and uh, and it was yeah, it was really really special. We had this this wok Chinese sort of meal that I cooked in the desert on an open fire. Um, I think Michael claimed that, you know, kangaroos came and started looking at us and stuff like that. I can't remember. It's probably too stoned. <laughs> the, 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 the early days of MasterChef. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, if yeah. you you two went across the desert in the panel van, 
the others yeah. flew. <laughs> uh, no, Andrew, I believe he drove his VW, uh, I think. Uh, and maybe with Gary, I can't remember. But Gary, Gary had a, a Toyota Hi-Ace van, which was loaded up with the gear, and we decided to put that on the train. Um, so that that got trained across. So uh, I think possibly Tim and John flew, um, and I think maybe Gary went with Andrew. Gee, it's, it's a long time ago. Yeah, true. Yeah. One thing we uh, Ben and I are working on a little bit, uh, Kirk, and it's great that you've referenced welcome to where we are today. We, we've sort of called welcome sort of in excess as pet sounds at the time. People didn't quite understand it, but over time it's growing appeal. And uh, next year it's 30, uh, 30 years anniversary of the album. Right. Uh, and it's also humbling uh, and sadly Michael's 25th anniversary of his passing. Yep. And with Welcome being out in around August originally in its uh, release and Michael's passing in November, we are putting a little bit of a campaign together to get that album a little bit of a second life. We think personally it was the NXS's Uktong Baby that would have given the band another lift in the stratosphere and we think that America let you down a bit in terms of either the record buying public or the label and didn't quite get it. I think UK got it. I don't yeah. think Australia got it because of Molly Meldrum, but we'll leave that aside. Um, yeah. But I think the UK got it. Maybe in the back. Yeah, of well, it debuted Wembley. at number one. Yeah, debuted at number one in UK. Um, but the problem in America was, um, you know, the whole grunge thing was happening, and we didn't fit in anymore. So, yeah. um, but I think uh, at you know, that time. I think astute, you know, as I said, astute marketing. I mean, the band looked great on all the photos. The videos are great. You, you look like such a team, you know. Um, and there was interesting releases of songs in different countries. So something like Heaven Sent was leading in Australia as the first single, and, and also the UK. But but interestingly, you released uh, Not Enough Time first in America as the first single, and it's a beautiful video. Mm. One of the great videos we think, and the song to me has that Hey Jude exit. You know, it's, you know, it's a beautiful song and a close confidant of your song, backup vocals beautifully yes. as well. Okay. <laughs> My uh, ex-wife. Yeah, yes, yep. yes. <laughs> beautiful backup vocals. And she was, you know, doing great with the rock melons at the time and everything there. Um, our point is this, is that we would like to, for Australian audiences who don't really know Not Enough Time, it doesn't get played on the radio a lot. It was a B-side to taste it or a double A-side. We have a bit of a sneaky goal to get that old, that song recharting next year as a legacy for the band and right. as a legacy for Michael because yeah. we think the album, there's a real emotional connection between true fans and the band and yeah. we think as a sort of an ode to Michael as well, that song that wasn't really released as a lead single here is good enough to recharge again. Mm. And in 2010, Rage Against the Machine went to number one in England, re-releasing Killing in the Name of to beat all the pop idols off the charts. Right. So in about August next year, if you're not doing much and you can do a little bit of radio and media wars part six, we might need to lend your help to get that song relaunched because Philip's going to help us and we're going to get Mark Opitz to help us and we think that song needs another life. We're going to yeah, get yeah. everyone to hit the button and download on we're the same week. All of our podcasts will uh, buy it. Yeah, so right. We, we think that song could actually have another life in itself because... Uh, I love it. Have you spoken to Sam about this at all? I have. I've emailed her about it. I've yeah. emailed yeah. her about it and it's a little bit of a campaign, but our audience and I have been hinting about this for about a month, but I thought with you on the podcast... Yeah, yeah. It would be great to... I mean, go, but we can no, more than happy to, yeah. to, uh, to you know to come back on and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, because you don't hear that song on the radio. As the ballad you hear by my side, never yeah, yeah, yeah. Part, beautiful girl, beautiful girl. Yeah, I just yeah. don't play that song, and I think it's such a great song. Um, yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I totally agree. I love that song. 
Uh, I love playing it live too. It's got that hip hoppy sort of start mm. on it, and, and the the orchestral flourishes at the end. I mean, I'm probably fanboying myself to the hilt here, but yeah, I mean, it, was, it wasn't surprising that it went top twenty five in America as a release mm. as the yeah. hit song because it it was quite interesting the textures in it and everything there. But that, that's a bit of a campaign we're going to lead next year. Why not? Yeah, um, sounds good. Sounds yeah. good. So we think if people didn't get it 30 years ago, we'll make them get it now. <laughs> no, I, I love it and appreciate it. I appreciate yeah. that you yeah. guys care so much. We do. We do. We, we, we have no life. We have no life. <laughs> I, I do. You don't. Um, <laughs> no, but we have got a lot of projects and we've got a lot of passion and we've got a lot of energy and we've got a lot of we are a, friends look, as well we are to on a help 4, us. We 4,000 podcast goal here in case you're yeah, not right. sort of aware. Hello. <laughs> Who's that? Lane. Gorgeous Hello. Lane. <laughs> um, but we are we we've got to come into four thousand episodes, so we've got about three thousand nine hundred and thirty to go. Hello. <laughs> That's a very loving smooch. Yeah. Oh, she doesn't remember me trying to pull her on the dance floor, and she was having none of it. Oh, oh where was that? At the R at the Manly. She goes, no, oh. no, I've danced to them all the time. You go yeah, and have yeah. fun. And I was like, yeah, yeah, come yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> recognised and nominated into the Rock and Roll of Fame. Hayden has asked me to go on a four-month, a four-month, four-week holiday with him into America. I don't know how we're going to survive, but we're going to try. Um, and that will lead us up to that. And we want to get out to America when we've got all these patrons out there that we can go visit and and hey, we're going on tour. Uh, we're going on tour. You're doing yeah. what you don't want to do. Yeah. We're going to go on tour with a sort of right. little, an excess logo van across, drop into radio stations, fly the flag yeah, right. a little bit next year. Yeah. So, wow, uh, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I don't know about next year, but it will happen. Uh, next year, yeah. All right. <laughs> I was thinking it was more of the lead up and then we are at the, um, yeah. the Rock Horror Play. So we've got that happening. And then, then we've got our birthday party happening next May, which I touched on, and I was going to ask you if we could meet up with you and Tim for um, morning tea somewhere. Now you've got me thinking about the diggers. I was actually thinking of the tram shed in Narrabeen. Ah, <laughs> right. Because that's quite a cute little place because we were going yeah. to pick everybody up at Sydney and then drive down to Whale Beach and start from there and, and uh, have some morning tea with you. So hopefully we can yeah. pull that off with you. Yeah, um, that'd be fine, yeah. Yeah, and then my, my preference would be the diggers as opposed to. I, I think so now. You know, <laughs> but you I, I don't care. I mean, diggers, I is, diggers sounds fine. Yeah. It's, it yeah, sounds yeah. quintessentially Australian, doesn't it? The only thing is, you've got to be a member, I think, to go in or something. So well, you've you got, to... got a lifetime. Uh... Yeah, true. I don't know how many I can get in on the guest list, though, you know. <laughs> you can pull some strings. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Well, yeah. we won't take the entourage in, B. Don't, we'll, don't worry we'll, about that. We'll park that. them in the bus and McDonald's drive through and we'll slip over to the diggers. I've, <laughs> I've got loads of mates still there. They can all sign me in and go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm only, I'm only going to get about a, a bus fare 20 max, I think. We'll just keep it small. I'm not, I'm not going to ask anything of you, Kirk, because I've got B to oh, ask everything. Uh, yeah. Probably anyway. Good, uh, good and, cop, bad cop, right? Well, yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, We're both if good. I, if I uh, could personally say thank you for coming on, I think, uh, uh, like any guests, we try and sort of tap into the zeitgeist of who they are and what they were. And I think uh, for, for fans of the band and, and yourself, you've always been a sort of a fresh of, of positivity. And I think one of the great legacies in life is that through doing this podcast series, the amount of people and, and, and trying to back through interviews and things like that, the amount of good vibes and goodwill towards yourself personally and the band members is something to be really proud of. And Tim, yeah, Tim did say, I think um, uh, in the early days of touring the UK, some of the, the, the more senior bands gave you a hard time and you always sort of adopted the motto about looking after them. And I know you've done a great job for Australian music, supporting a lot of bands along the way who, who still speak fondly to this day of that. Um, mm, uh, mm. And it's always been great to have, you know, uh, you as the mouthpiece to sort of signify, you know, what is with the band and what's coming up and what's been going on and just how to sort of articulate the, the legacy of stuff. And, you know, it's been a, a, a joy today to, to have uh, the amount of time we have had with you. So thank you very thank much. Thank you. Thank you. And I, you know, I heartfully appreciate what you guys are doing because it's amazing and you're both mad, but, um, <laughs> but, but, it, but it is, it's amazing. Your passion and, and, and just, yeah, the fact that you're, the fact that you're doing this is incredible. Um, and I'm very grateful, very grateful to both of you. The catalog deserves it. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Well, thank it's, you. Hay- it's Hayden's baby. He uh, come up with this idea and I've yeah. just run with it. He's a genius. <laughs> he is a genius. He is a genius. I'm, I'm, I'm leveraging off the talent of the podcast. As I've said to you, B, the star of this show is not us, okay? It's the band and the producers and all that. We are uh-huh. we are mere conduits. Yeah. yeah. Like Reminding think- people of greatness. That's what yeah. our job is. Well, I yeah. like to think that we're becoming your um, your historians in a way, and putting yeah, it. It's I not like it. it's not like book. It's not a film, but it's something that's a bit more tangible. And I love the idea that we're bringing um, so many people around the world together. It engages people. You know? Yeah, right. yeah, well, because it's not yeah. just the podcast. I've actually, well, we have got um, like a chat room that we've got all the patrons talking and I've just mm. lifted everyone from Facebook onto our websites. We've got everyone there. So it's just wonderful. It's really good. Yeah. Well, awesome. I think, yeah, I think, you know, one of the sort of nadirs of a band sometimes when they're in their prime, whatever there is, they don't want to be a heritage act. You yeah. know, um, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I don't think that word's ever sort of been used, but I think Chris, dearly departed Chris, you know, was trying to turn the band into a brand and keep its legacy alive. And I think the great bands like Pink Floyd and even ACDC have had this generational appeal that mm. um, has been handed down. And what we're finding is that there are, you know, younger people who are in their sub 30s of age, 25 years of age, who 
are really enjoying the music and that's come from parents playing it. And, and yeah. I think that was a big thing for Chris. Even I think there's a five-year plan post Chris's life, isn't there, for the band? Probably, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, there is. There is. I mean, yeah. there's still a lot, a lot of projects that didn't didn't fruit while Chris was alive and, and the plan is to still try and make them happen. You know, is there so. one little tip that you could give our, you know, little fan base here, a, a, an idea of anything, something you could give a, a hint of without breaking confidences? I'd, I'd probably get in trouble. Oh, um, no, so look, you can just tell us then. Uh, look, it's really you know, it's really just all all the the projects that were spoken about. You know, five year or more years ago, like a you know, at some point, some kind of stage production thing. They're they're all still you know in in the pipeline. It's just been really difficult to 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 find the right people um for some of these projects and so you know uh it's it's ongoing and 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 some of them are starting to come together but it's you know it's it's all all those sort of projects that were spoken in in the media um uh, some time ago, you know, whether whether the museum will ever happen, I don't know. Um, up in up in Ballina, I don't know if you recall that yeah, yeah. particular uh, thing. Uh, yeah, I think it still may go ahead, and um, so you know, it's 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 just they're just they're big uh, audacious goals, you know, to to sort of get them up and going. So, um, but I, you know, I I think eventually they will all happen, including you know the definitive documentary and and all that sort of thing. I would just love that. I I, re- I was hoping to move to Ballina, and when I found out, that <laughs> I was like, oh, my stars are aligning again. And then my husband <laughs> went, no, we're going to cast like. <laughs> I, I wanted to work in that museum. Yeah, <laughs> two memories, right. Well, that's right. You'd be great to be oh. two memories. Two memories of Ballina. I got rained upon as I was driving from Coolangatta down to Ballina to see your Just for Kicks tour. Yeah. Um, and I was staying at the Flag Motor Inn downstairs, and the lady said to me, oh, "What are you here for?" And I said, "Oh, I went and saw In Excess last night." Oh, that's right. Well, they were staying upstairs. They rented the whole lot last night. They were uh, staying here. Uh, so at the Ballina. Uh, and you didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know. You know. Surely we would have made noise when we got back. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But um, that, that was anyway. my memory of Ballina. But, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, one last thing. Mary Watts yep. again. Yes. She's got a container. I feel, I hear that it's in the Blue Mountains. Is that right? Uh, no, it's not in the Blue Mountains. Look, it's oh. in a it's in a, a secure lockup that where all our tapes and and everything is stored. Andrew sort of has always been looking after that, but then he's obviously now based in Tamworth, so he's not anymore. So I don't actually have access to it at this point, uh, but. You know, it's it's a nightmare in there. It's it's there is so much stuff, um, and so many you know, uh, audio and visual tapes and reels, and I I wouldn't even know where to start looking for anything in there. Um, so at some point, um, I have you know reached out to Andrew and said, look, if you're going to pass the baton, I, I don't particularly want to do it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but I said, if, you know, if, well, if, if you're not going to do it, Andrew, then someone has to do it. So if he's going to pass the baton, then um, do, do what it needs to probably need to oh, archiving just, and just, and, just and, have, and, yeah, and have the access and, to it. And when yeah. someone wants something, you got to go out there and get it. And it's miles away. I don't know where it is. It's out past Parramatta or somewhere or Blacktown or mm. um, it's, you know, it's just, it's just not, 
sort of one of those things that, that on the I priority list. Do. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I yeah, I get it. The, I don't want to be that, you know, the, the, the tape vault archive guy. You know? well, at some point, though, I said to Andrew, you know, we need to make time. Um, if yeah. you're not going to, you know, he can't physically do it because he's up in Tamworth. Um, if, if someone's going to have to do it, and I guess it'll be me. Um, so I'm not going. Well, I'll there. drive you out there. podcast series and I said this to be the start I said I don't want it to be trivialization I don't want it to be no you know um he said she said we don't talk about Paula we don't talk about yeah, you yeah. Know, auto asphyxiation we don't we don't we're not interested we yeah. just you know the world was into that and it was around its, the pre-internet time when rumor was not substantiated with fact and I think if Richard Lowenstein's documentary did anything at least gave a, a more measured account of what Michael was struggling with whereas mm. in the days when of his passing there was all these innuendos and all these stupid sort of rumors and things but bottom line no one will ever know and our podcast series is about the music the band the creation it is about the ups and downs and it is about yeah. songs we talk about songs that didn't necessarily we think connected or albums that and you do out them sometimes don't you Hayden Oh, well, look, we do have the old stinker alert. You know, I, I have been known to say the different world, the Crocodile Dundee song's not on my rotation high. No, but, no, uh, no I agree. But, but we are very respectful of all of your work. Yeah, that's yeah. what we are. Well, that's more than anything. Hayden yeah. asked, me, asked me at the very beginning which band member I'd like to have on, and he thought he, I was going to say Tim because I'm a bit of a Timmy fan, and I said yeah. you. So I'm oh, so pleased you came on. Yes. You say that to all the guys. I don't. I don't. <laughs> We'd better let you go have your lunch. It's been a yeah. delight. All right, guys. Uh, yeah, thank you very much. Oh. You know I can be fair. Sit home all alone. If you can't come around, at least please tell the phone. Don't be cruel to who hard is true. Okay, well, it is a little bit cruel, but guys, here's a fun fact for you. Elvis never wrote a single song. Nope. In fact, he sang 600 songs and never wrote any of them. No, what happened was they had to give up, the songwriters that is, they had to give up 50% of the credit before Elvis would actually record it. That's thanks to Colonel Tom Parker. Now, Colonel Tom Parker was a Dutch-born musical entrepreneur. He actually managed Elvis for most of his career. Parker had emigrated illegally into the United States at the age of 20. He resided in the country without legal status for the rest of his life and never left the country's borders. Fun musical fact. I'm all shook up. Hey, this is David from Derby. Hi, this is Katie from England. G'day, it's Paul from Sydney. Hi, this is Ella from the Netherlands. This is Dr. Jim and that's a wrap. 
All right, well, cool little fun musical fact there, B. Good old Elvis there and the Colonel, you know, definitely definitely pickpocketing a lot of those uh, great songwriters, huh? There you go. Called him out, haven't we? Well, there's going to be a movie, I think, coming out. I I mentioned this to you, you know, the other day about um, Tom Hanks. I think he was out in Australia last year filming his role as the Colonel Tom Parker, who Mm. uh, used to manage Elvis, et cetera, there. But, you know, he used to sort of run Elvis's career like a military operation, you know, you know, artists there had to sort of, you know, cough up songs and things like that. So probably to this day, it's why the estate's worth so much money is because of some of those decisions and songwriting, publishing things, plus Graceland, uh, that's still churning over moons post Elvis's death be. Yeah, creative over publishing, probably, you know, business at the end of the day, isn't it? Yeah, mm. absolutely. All right, but we got to go wow on the Kirk stuff there because uh-huh. we've just sort of come off there. Um, you know, congratulations to you, B, editing a lot of that sort of footage together over the last three weeks. Kudos to you. You're welcome. It was an absolute pleasure going over it again, to tell you the truth. Yeah. It was uh, nice to hear the patrons' questions, though, this time around. Yeah, right? well, we, we, we sort of tried to save a few to last, et cetera, there. And, and you know, Kirk, you know, um, again, just was was keen to take as many as he could. You know, he didn't yeah. show any signs of sort of, oh, when are we sort of, you know, finishing or anything like that. Like Got his afternoon what, drink and he had a go, didn't he? <laughs> well, what you heard is sort of what we did, you know, and... Yeah. Um, you know, we think again, a lot of our patrons and our patron service, we want to, you know, literally serve you and give you access and give you proximity to, as much as we can to the band and, 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 and enlightenment, I guess. So, uh, well he done. He sounded to... so relaxed though, didn't he? I think it he was. Yep, absolutely. Mm. Um, and I guess, you know, that's the ultimate fan engagement for the week, really, isn't it? B? We normally talk about fan engagement now. Well, you know, we've engaged you with Kirk, which is pretty cool. But, um, yeah. um, one thing I thought I'd like just to mention that, you know, I'm not hands-on as much with you, but obviously this super fan page uh, sort of chat room B is really starting to take off with people participating. Do you want to just elaborate on that for those who don't know much about it? Yeah. So if you become a patron, Carrie Ann is really good at sending you out all the goodies. I send out all the physical goodies. She sends out all the um, goodies via the um, email. And then she sends you out some invites. And the big invite now is to our Patreon page, our super fan page, which is on the website. Now, it's up to you to um, follow whoever you want. But the more you follow, the more you'll um, enjoy everybody else's topics that they uh, talk about. I know some of you have some burning questions that um, not me and Hayden know everything. There's the Pedros out there and the Davids out there that can answer some of these questions as well. So when you get a spare minute, come onto the website and engage with one another. If you're not a patron, then uh, yeah, become a patron and then we'll invite you on yeah and you know if you really got some you know questions and things you want to know and get educated or you know really get involved in discussion and even debate about songs and just interactions like it's a really really fun sort of setup to sort of be in okay b uh we had a winner of our auction last week i think the heaven sentence single do you want to acknowledge that one and how that played out yeah, congratulations to Karen. Um, she's not actually listening to the show. I'm hoping she's listening to the show now because I sent her um, the yeah. link to start listening to her. She's a shift worker, so yeah. she hopefully will come on board. And I'm looking forward to speaking to her further. And that's actually in the post to you now. And congratulations once again. Yeah. And look, it's just interesting. Uh, one thing we'd love to be able to sort of, you know, know a bit more and it's maybe in my own behalf is how do you actually consume us? You know, what are the, mm. how do you actually listen to the show? Like we know we were on Podbean and Intune, Spotify and Apple and all these different platforms, but 
Uh, do you do it while you're on the way to work? Do you do it on the way home? Do you do it lying in bed? Do you do it at the beach? Do you do it while you go for a walk? Um, that'd be something we'd love to sort of hear a little bit more um, because I know Mark Hopitz, when he first started listening, was doing it on his jogs and things, wasn't he? So Yeah, there's quite a few jog and listen yeah. on a Monday morning. <laughs> yeah, so uh, no, it'd be interesting just to know how, how you know, and where you sort of consume the podcast. Um, I've got a few more names here. Can I Oh, yeah, keep going. Chat, yeah, absolutely. Chat them out. Okay, then. So we've got, um, I'd like to say hello to our um, new subscribers to our website. We've got Lil Pace, Ashley Soaps, Rude Seal. Is that a real name? I don't know. Might um, be a, uh, a cyber name, yeah. <laughs> Rude Seal. <laughs> Rude Seal. Okay. Um, sounds like a bit of a rapper. Um, Elizabeth Rose, Brendan Bayless, Russell um, Pressbridge, Bobby Cox, um, Lackland Holly, Patricia Renee, Anne Mellon, and Linda Wood Lane, Gar, and Anna. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm in with the in crowd. I go with the in crowd. All right. Well, look, uh, we are excited, you know, just to remind people we are up to this sort of uh, welcome to where we are, sort of a pre sort of uh, period there. Uh, We are looking to really dive deep on that album. We're going to be talking a little about the Concert for Life released. There's going to be another song deep dive in the next couple of weeks, which I'm looking forward to do that uh, maybe had a little bit of a hint throughout the podcast today. So I will put that little teaser out there. Yeah, we've really got some great stuff that we're looking forward to sharing with you over the next sort of four to six weeks. So uh, we sort of hope you've enjoyed a bit of an earlier sort of uh, download. Uh, we are going to let B enjoy her weekend coming up this week without having to put another one out. So, B, we're not going to look to do a, a midweek and a Saturday sort of release, okay? So we're going to let you enjoy your birthday week. Thank you. And let Thank the listeners you. sort of catch up on a lot of this sort of stuff. Yeah. Uh, because there's a bit of content and, out there, isn't there? Yeah. And we've just been we've just been told that New South Wales has got even more, um, the restrictions have been lowered. So I will be coming to Sydney soon, Seasiders. <laughs> Great. Absolutely. Well, we thought we'd go out today with a tribute song with a little bit of a twist on it. Uh, there is one particular person this song we will relate to, which obviously is Kirk, who wrote it along with Michael off the Shabu Shabar album. But uh, we do want to sort of pay a little bit of a, another tribute to another person for this song because uh, outside the natural Kirk uh, link that we want to recognise, uh, there's a person behind the scenes who's very humble who, uh, B, you would like to sort of uh, acknowledge too. I know you're very humble and you don't want to be shouted out, but thank you very much for putting my video together. It was very special. It was lovely. Thank you very, very much. And if any of you want to go and have a look at it, go on to our In Excess Access All Areas podcast page and you will see the video. It's superb. Now, now, now B, the birds are being drowned out by a storm at my home at the moment, the background. So it's a good, yeah, it's a goodbye from me. <laughs> As you go off into a little flurry, <laughs> tornado, and it's a goodbye from B. Birthday, birthday B. Happy birthday. <laughs> okay, bye. Hey, keep making the noise if you like. Thank you. Thank you.
Thank you.